Yum! My favorite fruit! Oh, this place isn't kidding around! I am amused! An accurate resemblance, wouldn't you say? Ah, this guy's pretty good! Osei Karioka, at your service. That was not the shredder I have heard tales of. Why are you being so arrogant? What's taking you idiots so long? Ma's waiting for me to be the hero! You left without word or reason. That is what angered me. Although I'm sure he'll have some harsh words about us being gone from the city this long. It's simple, really. I'm Uncle Grandpa's magic belly bag. He understood that what you need to do is suck on a face, shit an egg, and die. Earth shattering is my job. <laughs> That's all, folks. Now, that was a really cool collection of voice work, wouldn't you say? You know, when you're watching animation these days and you're wondering, I wonder who's doing those voices? Probably some white guy who's been doing it for decades. And then you find out that those voices you just heard that I just played for you was all done by a Filipino dude from Toronto, Canada. Can you believe it? Times are changing. But uh, that's why I'm bringing on Mr. Eric Bowser. He's an incredible, incredible voice talent in animation and films. He, you've heard him do the voices of Puss in Boots for Netflix, Woody Woodpecker, the feature film, uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, uh, just just to go down the line, he is the Mel Blanc of our time. I know Mel Blanc, millennials, look that up, Mel Blanc. Uh, Eric and I have known each other for a number of years, and um, I've always admired his work. He He's doing the kind of work that I've always wanted to do, cartoon work you know because that's how i first learned english in this country by watching tons and tons of american cartoons looney tunes hanna barbera you name it anything like that where they can where i can kind of escape and do those voices and become those characters that's just how i became an american really and i'm great i i, I didn't uh, grow up sounding like foghorn leghorn uh, I knew when to hold back, but I don't know if Eric Bowser knows how to hold back ever. This dude is the guy on top of everything. Uh, if you watch Cartoon Network, uh, again, Looney Tunes, um, and uh, he's going to talk about some uh, upcoming projects that are down uh, coming up in the pipeline. But Eric Bowser is an incredible, an incredible voice talent. So I hope you enjoy this episode and get some inspiration in getting yourself out there that, uh, you know, in acting, in voice work, that kind of thing, in comedy. This guy is hilarious, um, and I'm glad to finally have him on my fifth episode of the Flip Chronicles with yours truly. So, uh, again, uh, welcome to the channel for the uh, podcast, actually. I want to also thank uh, the folks over at Instagram for making this uh, possible with their kind grant. Uh, if you are interested in sending money to loved ones and friends, overseas to the philippines please use instagram they've got great exchange rates zero fees hit the link in my uh, podcast description there's a link there or cut and paste it and you'll get 15 bucks off your first transaction so please send them your love um if you want to send me uh, some love um now that i'm not touring like a lot of other comics uh you can go to itunes and download and purchase all of my past comedy CDs. That's right. Uh, we've got uh, Badly Brown, Husky Boy, Bustos, and live at Cobb's Comedy Club San Francisco. 
Yours truly, Rex Navarrete. Shameless plugs, but we got to do it. I got to keep the lights on. Enjoy this episode of the Flip Chronicles with the very talented Eric Bowser. Testing one, two, three. Live from Sherman Oaks, California. Sherman Oaks. It's the Rex Show. Rex and Effects. <laughs> the Flip Chronicles with <laughs> Eric Bowser. <laughs> Man, do I I miss you so much, man. <laughs> Me too, man. This is like a, come on coronavirus, be gone so buddies can hang again. All Are right. you still up uh, north? I am still up north. You're still down in the smoky hot oh, south. Oh my lord. I was uh I was cooking some langonese on the sidewalk the other day. <laughs> oh, just on the sidewalk. Oh my. Literally but up bum on the sidewalk. <laughs> I just laid those puppies down. I know it's against health health code, <laughs> but you get a nice hey, sizzle. I, out of sh- I clean I clean my sidewalk my, myself. I you know I sweep it and uh, put on the Windex. <laughs> you gotta get the Windex for those grease stains. <laughs> Longanisa leaves a nasty but when, stain. Uh, right? I do the classic Filipino, uh, you know, when when you're running out of soap, you just put you add water to the like the one one centimeter left of uh, the solution, and you you kind of make a weaker uh, <laughs> a weaker uh, hand soap. You, yeah, you use that for the weaker yeah. stains. <laughs> we have uh, varying degrees of. Uh... <laughs> you got to shake that bottle for uh, for viscosity just to see. <laughs> What kind of stains you can handle? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> man! So it's hot down there. I know you guys are. Pretty much on a, yeah, had a crazy heat wave plus a a, a God, a crazy fire thanks to a gender reveal. Is that party. what it, I remember right? seeing that literally yeah. just like not too long ago, like moments ago, saying that was the cause of the party, and then. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they said, like, the creator of the gender reveal party. I don't even know, like, who takes claim over that. But it was a tweet saying, please stop doing these dumb parties. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) we don't need, yeah, we don't need to know what kind of genitals your baby has. We don't. And plus, it's California, really. You know, with, with this fire, hopefully that baby is just, like, both genders. There we go. Just, just like all that for nothing. Oh man, you know? that could that joke could have gone so many ways. Uh, just yeah. like just yeah, like yeah. most people's genders, sometimes they could go so many different exactly. ways. Exactly. Uh, you know what? Uh, you ever been to a, like a traditional Filipino like be, before Spanish times gender reveal no. party? Okay, the gender of the baby is sha. That's it. <laughs> just because we don't have pronouns for he, she. We're that uh, hip, man. We are we forward. Were, we are we're ahead of the like, curve. We are so ahead of the curve with just shot, you know, <laughs> just whatever. All uh, uh, everything goes. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever uh, clothes fit the baby, that's what it, the gender is going to exactly. be. Exactly. You know, remember growing up when our parents would like mix the gender, confuse the gender of your buddies when they, they'd come over to the house. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh hi, Brian. Wow, I haven't seen yeah, her what, in a while. What him, is she doing in there? Him. What is she doing on the table? Rex, your mom keeps calling me a check. <laughs> Tell her to get down or she'll hurt herself. What is she doing? I know. Yeah, exactly, man. We confuse everybody. Everyone's the oh, same. Really this is what I, us, you know, even let me tell you, this is what I love. Why I love talking to you is like, what? 
how long has it been really it's been it's been months it's been years i don't even know yeah it's been years it's been a it's been but, a couple of years actually i think i think the last time we hooked up was with our good carlos, buddy, uh, Car- uh, carlos the connector carlos the connector ellis rocky that's his boxing yes, name yeah. but what i love is <laughs> the it connector. doesn't matter okay. how long and this is why i i feel like you know kindred spirits and and all that stuff it's like i don't need to like here i mean i i desperately need to hear and talk to you but if i don't and we connect again it's like literally no time has passed you sound great by the way uh thank you man and you've always got that that ever vested it's the uh, filipino dracula the uh hello it's me you know it's it's the it's the it's the plague of uh you know, Pinoy trying to sound less Pinoy on the radio, uh, and you just end up sounding like uh, <laughs> like Boris Karloff from Manila. You know, the uh, Filipino Dracula. That's my uncle. He was the Filipino opera singer, Danilo Lamila. Yeah, I have his his vinyl. He he had um, you know uh, uh, Aquino and uh cory corazon aquino up at his place in la and there's like a hand autographed portrait uh you know and and he sang like these songs in the 70s uh about the president of the philippines i really gotta i'll send you a copy i know i have it i know i have it in like a pressed vinyl (laughs) you could just hear the filipino sideburns on the microphone (laughs) rustling up against this microphone that's a pork casino pork chop <laughs> yeah exactly marinated pork chop sideburns that's where all the uh, yeah. they, they call that the flavor saver the, uh... hey, hey, and then the and, and the last two centimeters are drawn in you know <laughs> mascara because we can only go so far we can't we can't make the islands no no meet. it's twenty uh, percent of my beard is sharpie marker it's because uh, <laughs> it, it's sweat proof. <laughs> Did we, we Filipino dudes cannot grow a complete connected? I must beard. be adopted We're because like, I have like more no, hair on my face than yeah. like all my relatives combined. Because I, <laughs> I I came out lighter. I I must I have squintier eyes. I don't look, I don't look like the traditional Pinoy. But do do your whiskers meet? Your mustache go to? No, all that? no. Like just like you said no. though, the islands don't meet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't meet because we're like, an, uh, I mean, our face, our facial hair is like the archipelago which we come from. <laughs> the islands never meet. There is no mainland. There is no mainland to the, our facial hair. The strongest hair. concentration of hair on my on my mustache is like where the same, like where Hitler had his. So I'm scared. I got. Oh no! no. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually growing out my pandemic uh, mustache. Oh, yeah? uh, yeah, it's it was weird in the beginning. You start you start looking like Danny Trejo for a while, you know, until the middle part catches up. He and, makes good donuts. You know, he, you know the scariest thing about Danny. I had a session with him for uh, Puss in Boots, and uh, you know I'm I'm the voice match for Antonio Banderas. That is correct. That's right. You sound sexier than Antonio uh, Banderas. Well, you know, by the Antonio way, Antonio so. is uh, he's a different animal altogether. So uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like completely, you know, butchering, I'm sure, I, in my imagination, butchering this this voice sitting next to Danny Trejo, who has actually been on set on multiple films, probably hung out with the real deal, the real Antonio. And, you know, we're talking also about a guy that spent time in prison and he, you know, surprisingly on screen, 
larger than life, his presence. Right. In person, we're almost the same height, but he's as wide as a California king size mattress. He's that wide. He's like he's like a wall. Wow. But like a short wall wow. that you can hop over a fence, you know. But uh, and I'm sure if he's hearing this, he's coming after me. But um, he's like a vehicle battering uh, barricade. Oh or yeah, he's um, built like those uh, things. And and I'm sitting here going, oh my god, he's he's gonna he's gonna like tell me to like shut up any minute now. And we get through the entire session, and I go, hey, <laughs> thank you, sir, for uh, your time. And he's like, hey. You did a better job than Antonio ever could have today. <laughs> That's what he said. And I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I go, I look up to this uh, Antonio and I go, I can't believe, like, such a high compliment. He, he did not have to say anything, but he chose to say those words to me. And I will never forget, you know, like, hearing that come out of, uh, you know, this this brick wall of a human. Like, he was just, uh, he, you know, works out clearly and... Um, has 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 enough body space for as many tattoos as he has. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, but having and the man is um uh, uh is older than we all oh. think. He's like in his seventies no. or so. What? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's he's he, he's keeping in Ma- great machete shape. Machete don't right? age, as they say. Nope. Uh, nope. No, and, no, no. It's a, it's a uh, carnitas tacos he's been selling. <laughs> you know, whatever he puts in them, man, he's putting an extra dose my, for himself. Uh, my but, yeah. onstage uh, stripper name is Barney Asada. That, Barney that's Asada. That's what I uh, usually come out uh, when I uh, do do some dances <laughs> on the pole. Uh, oh, put your no. hands together for oh, Barney no. Asada. I'm so happy this is uh, just an audio-only <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've never Seriously, seen. I've never man. heard viewers throw up from the ears before. That's the uh, that's the uh, <laughs> the thing. So this is great. So how many episodes are you in now? With this is number this is five. Cinco. Cinco de Mayo. This is yep. it. This is this is number five. I thought you know. Uh, I just wanted to mix it up. It, there really is no direction. Yeah, no, we've we've started. We've started already. We're, yeah, we, yeah. we went right into yeah, it. Yeah, it really is just we just start hit the ground running. Just just press record at some point. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I am not high tech. I'm low tech, man. When it comes to this stuff, dude, Hey, numbers are rolling. That's my favorite basketball chair uh, player from China, by the way, is Lin tech. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. uh, He he used to play. (laughs) He never passes the ball on the Raptors for a minute. And then he went back. That's right. Is that your, your home team? I, I can't watch the games anymore because it's just instant diarrhea. I can't. I, my stomach hurts. I get. I need Pepto-Bismol like in, in a mug, uh, or else I'm I'm through. I can't watch it anymore. It's too stressful. Hey there, Toronto and, boy. And pandemic. You know, it's like on top yes, of that, they're exactly. they're playing in this bubble. Yeah, but you guys up uh, well. I mean, the Canadians are faring much better than us Americans down here. Oh man! Every time I talk to my bro. Uh, back in uh, uh, Brampton, uh, as they call it, uh, or uh, I know you have uh, your my favorite one of your jokes, the Mississauga joke. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was like, uh, has anyone? I think it was. Has anyone seen Mister Saga? Um, I like. I like performing. <laughs> I like performing for Mississauga, but where's Mister Saga? I know. When oh. you said that to me, I swear to God, I lost my mind. I was like, "That's oh. your. That is the, the way you work, man. Your mind is always going." And like, yes, you think I'm going to shoot you, but I'm going to no. stab you in your kidney. <laughs> 
you didn't see the little yeah. knife come your way. You know, my my second favorite uh, uh, Canadian uh, warm up joke is whenever I go to Winnipeg and it's all those Filipinos and how all these Filipinos got to Winnipeg because when they immigrated, uh, the immigration officer said, "Hey, come to Canada and come to Winnipeg." Why? Because if you once you arrive, you win a pig. <laughs> the uh, the leading there the leading go. provider for uh, lechon. Uh-huh. Oh exactly. my gosh. Winnipeg. <laughs> and, um, and then a little later, if you do well in Canada, you might get to move to yeah. Winnipeg. And, uh, <laughs> it goes up and you're it's, screwed. You're screwed at Winnipeg. The, win a, win a the, the, the quality really, of meat okay. goes up in Canada. <laughs> win a cow, win a pig, win a chicken, win, win a that's horse right. is when, when you got to draw the line. That's, <laughs> oh, no. that's where I'm like, you know, this is not for me. Hey, we don't eat horses on this podcast. <laughs> this is a uh, no horses were harmed in the. We only ride them only if they allow us to. It's a consensual <laughs> ride. It's you have to have consent now. That's the thing. Or else I you're know. busted. Man, so how how is Toronto? How are your folks? How's your family? How's the country? Of, how's Canada doing, man? You haven't been back in a while. I have not been back since Christmas. It's basically the longest stretch where, uh, in a normal year, if in a non-pandemic year, I'd be back already at least uh, two to three times, maybe um, you know four times if we're going to count Christmas. I can't believe we're already in September. Okay. Uh, this is the these are the months though that i just i group together september october november is one big mega month every time it hits september i go have you guys done your christmas shopping yet because it's it's coming man it's it's gonna happen but uh um it's already christmas in the Philippines. (laughs) as of september 1st they're already uh, everyone's playing christmas they're already doing the stations of the cross um yeah it's right now along edsa it's like a really long (laughs) It's like, it's a, a yeah man they they're, they're they're partying like it's christmas wow. already it's it's beautiful but they make canada seriously that's where you that's where you eric bowser that's where i came from and you got into this crazy industry doing in in film animation uh voiceover voice work, voice and, over but you started uh as an animator as an illustrator yeah yourself. uh i was uh on the other side of the microphone doing cartoons uh drawing them and um but it was voiceover was always something in the back of my back of my head. But in the you know the, it took up the entire uh, space in my heart. That's all I could think about was voiceover and how the heck am I going to transition from doing drawings into acting and n- not having studied either. By the way, because I went to school for mm-hmm. radio, television, and film broadcasting. So. Uh, it was definitely a you know a backwards trip into that part of my life and career. It was um, just using the same passion that I had for voiceover, but kind of uh, tr- transferring that that will and that kind of um, you know want in, in in the cartooning side, and eventually being able to maneuver and, and express to people what I really wanted to do. And hoping that, you know, they would give me a chance, but that's up to them. I really do owe like a thousand percent of my career to the people that gave me the shot. Cause you know, like I couldn't just, I wasn't, I wasn't driven enough to just do it on my own. I, I, I was just kind of in that group of people that were all coming up together. A lot of people that I met at my first job eventually left and started working at Warner Brothers and Nickelodeon and Disney. And then they would say, hey, I remembered that you would let us know about the voices. And now we have 
this opportunity uh, where we can use your talents, you know, and at least give it a try. Like the worst they can say is no. Uh, and, you know, at least, you know, you tried because if, you know, if you're listening to this now, uh, any young voice actors or actresses out there that have that itch, you have to try it because if you don't, you'll always wonder what if, and that is, uh, that is a, a, you know, a toxic way of, of, of living. It's like, oh man, you'll always regret. You might resent other people or, you know, or just have that itch that was never scratched. And, uh, I encourage people to just give it a try because, um, if you're like me and, and you definitely have, you know, this, this passion for it, you'll, people will notice and, uh, and hopefully they'll give you that chance. Exactly. So who are the first people that, that I mean, what first projects you, you jumped into the world of voiceover? Uh, well, the, First, like American gig that I had was with this uh, couple from Tijuana, uh, Jorge Gutierrez and Sandra Ikiwa. They're a married couple. Uh, they got a, a bright young son named Luca, and uh, they, at the time, they were just getting their first show off the ground with Nickelodeon called El Tigre: The Adventures of Manny Rivera. And I remember yeah, that. that was the first. That was when I met Carlos. That was the first job. Okay. Where I'm in the room with uh, Gray Gray Delisle Griffin, uh, Alana Ubach, and Carlos Elizraki, and and me, we were like the main cast, and I'd never been part of a main cast before. I'd always, you know, had little tiny guest spots here and there, if that. But this was like a a real. I considered it a real, you know, it was a real gig, and uh, well, for those of us, for those uh, listeners who don't know who Carlos is, you just. Tell everybody who Carlos is to you. Carlos Elizraki is one of the most talented stand-up comics that I've that I've ever got to see, as well as he's equally as talented as he is kind and generous um, and positive. He's one of the most positive guys. Uh, but stand-up aside, he's responsible for the voice of uh, the uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua, most famously in the 90s, uh, a huge marketing campaign mm-hmm. for Taco Bell, oh, yeah. as well as uh, he played uh, my dad on El Tigre, um, El Puma Loco, and I was uh, <laughs> White Pantera. And uh, we were – he was – so the, the premise of the show was he was the retired supervillain. I was – a semi-retired superhero and my son El Tigre did not know if he wanted to be a hero or a villain. So each episode he would be faced with these, you know, trials and tribulations. And it was a very cartoony, very, he also, they also directed a movie called book of life, which has uh, a lot to do with Dios yes. de los Muertos. Book of Life, the full length uh, feature. That was yeah. That was I mean, they're really that was the couple. That was a couple. Yeah, that their art is so ingrained in their culture, and vice versa. It's it's amazing what they've been able to uh, uh, accomplish in the in the in the years, the last few years. And they got another Netflix series coming out soon called Maya and the Three, and it is the, he he describes it as like uh, you know. Latino Game of Thrones, uh, you know, where it's just every, it's very, very hard hitting, very dramatic, uh, 
you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's gripping. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a great, Jorge is an amazing storyteller, but he hired me to do the voice of this character along with Carlos. And Carlos is the, the main reason why we are uh, connected and friends. Cause uh, he mm-hmm. had a show uh, and you were on board. And as soon as I heard your name, he's like, Oh, Rex. And I was like, it couldn't be, it couldn't be. And uh, he said, you gotta <laughs> come see him perform. And I was like, up until then, I had only heard you on your albums and, you know, a, a few YouTube clips. And uh, I was starstruck, you know, when I when I met you, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is a legend. And uh, man, be, no, if, if anyone's going to be starstruck uh, to anybody, it's, it's me with Carlos, because I got to uh, see Carlos early on in San yeah. Francisco when I started doing stand up. And, and we both uh, he, we both went to the same university yeah. together, but he was a uh, he was a few years yeah. ahead of me. But man, Carlos, and you just just see Carlos develop his act in the clubs in San I Francisco. Can only imagine. Wow! And then, then he does the Taco Bell thing, and then he just blows up, becomes like this voice. Yeah, voice guy. and it's amazing how, and, and he's still doing on camera performance. You know, he's uh, yeah, 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 he's back with Reno Nine One One. Reno Nine One One is back. I heard it just got picked up mm-hmm. for their their second season, judging by the uh, mm-hmm. the news on his uh, social media feed and. That whole group is, uh, you know, they're all uh, incredibly talented. Also, I consider living legends, Cedric Yarborough and and, and the rest. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, Carlos was just uh, just that that guy that was like, yeah, c- come by, check out Rex. And and I did. And, and we remain connected over the years. And, you know, I, I think uh, it just it just, again, goes to show the community in the stand-up world, much like voiceover, very small and continues to get smaller the more you meet and know people. And uh, there's so many different voices to be heard uh, in both worlds that I feel like, you know, it's it's so generous. And uh, we'll, you know, just like this interview, we'll spend more time talking about our friendships with other people than ourselves because that's just it, man. Like you, you, you look forward to going into work because of people like you and people like Carlos and, uh, and are hopeful for that, um, uh, that we each try to get to work with each other if, if we're lucky enough. Uh, can I ask you how, how, how has it been stand up wise? Like, I mean, like, are you doing virtual shows or creating maybe some kind of content where it's just your own voice, not even necessarily like, you know, aside from this radio and uh, show and podcast, like, are you trying to do like, or trying to find a way to connect uh, with people uh, over the pandemic? Wow. You know, this pandemic is kind of, I'm treating the pandemic almost like a reset. Button. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it sucks to call it a reset button because it really affects, you know, people's income and the way they, they make their living and, and just how they express themselves. So, you know, I mean, I mean from the smallest uh, uh, gigs to the biggest arena gigs, they're all on yeah. hold. Yeah. Literally, you know, the- so everybody is in literally the same situation where we can't really get out there and do the gigs that we want to do um, because we run the risk of bringing something home. Right. You know? Right. Putting, putting and, yourself, you know, your family I, in danger or the yeah, people that come. So to I, I understand, I understand the drive for it, but I really, I, I got a lot more at stake and a lot, you know, a lot of us do because, you know, a lot of us are, we're family. 
um, our dads, our moms. And, um, you know, I mean, comedy can wait. It will be there. But for right now, it's just dead in the water. And, I mean, we're just kind of floating in the water right now. So you guys just got to find a way to stay creative and stay connected somehow. Because, really, if you want to get an audience right now, I mean, there's got to be a room that's going to be half full and they're all masked up. It's uh, sad. It's tough. Yeah. And I, otherwise, you could play outdoors to a bunch of folks in parked in cars. Yeah, I was gonna say outdoors and might be a, a solution, I, yeah, like a drive-in yeah. uh, comedy. You know, and, and it's happen It's happening, and it's it's working out for some people. But artistically, I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, I really. You well, know, you also like, don't want to eh. be. You're in a car, and instead of laughing, you're honking at me from uh, the back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's not right i i don't think know, about man. the neighbors you know? uh, yeah it's 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 kind of <laughs> it is it, again bizarre so bizarre and even when we watch these uh you know going back to nba and basketball it's funny how they pump the the uh the speakers with actual reaction yeah actual yeah, sound yeah of, of people it's in there crazy and they've got like uh, paper cutouts of, of people in the stands. It's the uh, it's the Macaulay Culkin Home Alone method where they have. Uh, That's hilarious! Got... You know, we've got yeah, we got fan decoys. <laughs> Michael there. Jordan on a train set going around in a circle. You know, that must that just must do something to you psychologically as a performer or as an athlete. I, yeah, but you, you know, know, they're still going hard at it. They're still like, okay, we gotta we gotta hustle. Game's a game. If anything, too, it's mm-hmm. like. You know, like even that first game, they were probably like felt a little off, but at the same time, the amount of passion that you you may have for something you love to do uh, is there, and that's that's what will carry you through hard times like this. And then the reality check is like, oh, for after the first game, you know, like five players comes down with the virus. Yeah. Oh you my know? god. It's like, what? How did that happen? You're doing daily testing, but still. Like a bunch of guys are getting the virus out of it's, nowhere. It's, you know, and that's, that you know, just like uh, what, what, earlier on in the discussion, and they haven't talked about it since, is, you know, again, the prison system, like people coming in from outside, like jail guards coming in from outside that have to interact with these, you know, uh, inmates. Yeah. And it's like, that's how they got it. Obviously, clearly, it's like mm-hmm. someone in that bubble, in that arena is probably you know, breaking protocol and, and leaving and coming back. And, you know, that's, that's just how it, it travels. Right. Uh, I know, man, this thing is sinister. Yeah. I, I really just, I, I just don't know how people are taking chances, you know, because I think the, the entertainment you know, in our field, um, well, more so in the live entertainment field, it can wait. Actually it has to wait yeah. because, you know, unlike you, you can, you can record from home, you know, they can send you yeah. a script. And I mean, you could do like what we're doing, just interact with each other in real Uh time, but you're not in each other's space. That is the the one (laughs) thing that like, again, if if you're a voiceover artist listening to this, it's a lot of things have changed uh, as far as our responsibilities are concerned. So, you know, the usual protocol in in a non-pandemic year, you know, get ready to go to work, drive to work takes about 20 minutes or so. Uh, you know, even just down the street in LA is takes about mm-hmm. 20 to 30 minutes. Um, no, well, the way well, you drive, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I tried, <laughs> yeah, you must be from Canada. <laughs> he drives like a Canadian on the, on the left side of the road, not the right side, but uh, <laughs> the British way. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, we would go in for like a nine to one or a two to six session and then uh, go home and that's it. You know, take your free bottle of water as a consolation prize and then uh, go home. And But now, you know, I'll get up about 10 minutes before my session, walk from the bed to the, the I call it the Christopher Walken closet. Uh, because you know, it's, I, <laughs> you've turned your, uh, you've turned your closet into, a I'm not a studio. fancy actor like Carlos who has a sweet booth. I, I, you know, cause I, he has a sweet I, booth. Yeah, really? at home. I, I, I never anticipated oh, wow. that we would be in this situation. So I never invested in something like that. And, uh, you know, there, <laughs> so you just have, you're just surrounded by, I'm, I'm in there. Yeah. With all of my roots, Canada hoodies and, uh, and, and all of my cartoon, <laughs> uh, graphic t-shirts. So and your hockey that is your all hat. my soundproofing. And, uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable that I finally got to a point in the pandemic where I'm watching things that are on streaming channels and, and YouTube that I've recorded at home. And I'm like, wow, like what a game changer. You think about the entire budget that uh, an animation studio has. I'm talking about like millions of dollars a year. Now, you know, in the face of a pandemic, we're just recording from home. How much money do you think they could even save by making this the new norm? Mm, yeah, but then, you know, it, it, you you definitely lose that oh. chemistry you have with your fellow oh, of course. actors in the same Nothing studio. And I've seen you do your work, and you know that that to me is I was just that was just fun oh, to oh, see. God. I thought you, I thought you were going to say like, guys, I thought you like, were say that's when I lost all respect for you. I <laughs> <laughs> like everyone is completely yeah. naked. <laughs> it's just like seriously, it's, it's, no. It's so you're the voice, and you're completely. It's, uh, it's because uh, you know you can't have any jewelry or clothing on that might make noise, and that's right. <laughs> Uh, that's like an electrostatic field, like, uh, and plus you don't want to. Uh, I, I think that's in Tom Kenny's contract. Everyone needs to be except naked except for Tom. That's the thing. He's, except Tom for was Tom. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's he's still dressed like uh, he runs. He's a part time manager at a comic book store in San. Because yeah, I was gonna say you you met him too along with Carlos. That yeah. was the. Yeah, that was the the yeah, the back in back when every the exodus of San Francisco the, comics the breeding ground for San Francisco comics. I mean, what year was this? What were the years we're talking about? Mm, man, we're talking about. The, I mean, in its prime, like the end. Oh well, the prime. Um, it was like the uh, first half of the nineties, wow. and then the mid nineties, and then things started to quiet down. Ninety nine. Have you been back? That's like even I'll, before, uh, obviously before pandemic, have you checked it out? Like, oh yeah, I know they have San Francisco yeah, it's, uh, it's, SF Sketch Fest, uh, which yeah, is huge. yeah, it's, it's a new bunch of places. I mean, the only main, the, the only uh, diehards that are remaining there are just a handful of them, like you know, like Will Durst and uh, Johnny Steele and. Uh, Oh gosh, it's just um, everyone's kind of dispersed. Yeah. Either went to LA, and then now a lot of the San Francisco, a lot of LA comics are now leaving LA. Really? They're just yeah, because you know, because basically, uh, I mean, LA is. It's uh, funny because it's 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 tough. It's tough for a lot of creatives right now with the pandemic. It is. So if they have options, they're taking these options, and they're 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 kind of like uh, just mo just moving somewhere else until things. You it's know, funny because again, uh, with the pandemic, if you have, uh, I mean, I would never suggest going to a Starbucks, but they have Wi-Fi, and if you you know if you need a place to work, that would you know, like that would suffice. That would, that would just be enough. 
and uh, it's kind of incredible again with the idea that these big corporations are spending so much money on the real estate and and renting and uh, you know I see a lot of U.S. actors that are hopping on planes and doing the 14 day quarantine in Canada going back to Canada. You know, I talked to my brother and he's like, yeah, the number spiked again. And I said, what, what are we talking about? And then we're talking about a city that is kind of like, it, it, you know, it's not as big as New York, but I, I always think it's like New York's uh, weird cousin from the North, uh, you know, as far as it being a big melting pot and the population is so big. He's like, we only had about 400 new cases today or this week or something that is like, Nationwide? I mean, well, nationwide. at least citywide, at least within the, the city. And I'm like, you know, you're looking at numbers here and like the hundreds and thousands. And then, uh, you know, when New York mm-hmm. was like really, you know, uh, hitting those high numbers, you know, it was just nothing compared to uh, what what we've been experiencing here. And I, I just, again, I wonder what it is. Uh, clearly mitigation and, you know, <laughs> or we're selfish. You know, if they had a Dr. Fauci, maybe they got a different Dr. Fauci up there that is telling people <laughs> to mitigate, wear your masks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these Canadian yes. voice actors, they're coming here. They're going to take all of our American voice actor jobs. And I tell you, it's, it's disgusting. I can't believe these people, you know. They, they say they're very polite, but I have never seen it. They just come here. They take the job. You know, uh, I do the uh, exactly. The, the, Thank you, Mister President. Please go go back to your nap. <laughs> yeah, go back to your nap. You know these people. They dress up in these this dark the 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 black gear, the the dark clothes. They're from the dark shadows. You know, when I heard that interview, <laughs> plain plain full like, of dark shadows. Like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and then oh, and then the, it's dementia. That's what he's talking my about. Gosh. Man. Dementia. When it's he'll say things like, "I never, I never said those disparaging things about our veterans." Oh my you know, ever, lord! Ever, ever. I never said that about John McCain. That he's a loser. And, oh yeah, no, and all we have to do is just, and we just dig up a tweet. Yep, John John McCain's or, or a, a soundbite like, or video dude. or or whatever. It just <sighs> it, it's it's nuts, you know. <laughs> I, I'm serious. We need to invoke the Twenty Fourth Amendment and just take the man aside. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it. The man, I mean, Take him out to he the shed. Is something, you know, it's, it's, yeah, just Melania, please take your husband. Melania. I feel bad for take her. Your husband. You know, they always show these videos of him trying to hold her hand and she like bats him away. Oh God. She keeps saying, get away from me. Get away. You're nasty man. Don't touch you me. Don't, I just ate a sandwich. You want to hold hands? You know, on the Air Force, Air Force One, the best airline peanuts, the best. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I, again, you're, you're laughing out of politeness, but I know there's a, there's a building anger when people hear that voice that I do. Only in satire do we appreciate yeah, my, my, Only the, in the bit that I have is, you know, I love Canada. I talk a lot of crap about Canada, but I love Canada. They got a food up there called Putin. It's French fries, gravy, and cheese, Putin. And I can have Putin in my mouth all the time. Uh, you know, yes. <laughs> Yes, you must put myself in your mouth. Yes, I'm sorry. You stupid. Did I say idiot. Putin or Putin? Because that's it's the. I thought it was the same pronunciation. I will be putting myself in your mouth, orange man. Orange man, orangina. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. He's orange. He's orange utan. That's what he is. Orange utan. Oh, God, we only have like two. Wait, uh, like a like three oh, shoots. Uh, about four more months. Is that how the, much of him of him in office? What can happen? Because seriously, I don't think he's going to win. I really don't want him to win, but I don't think he can. He's kind of like, this is it. He's just, he's just shooting himself in the so. foot with everything that comes out I of his mouth. So. I think like, right. You cannot come back from your one term guy and you will not be remembered. Fun. Uh, you will not. Uh, what was the last president that was a one term president? Do we know? Do we, is there, is there, nope, everyone's had two terms. No way. The last, yeah. the only one term president was probably Carter. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but he was, I mean, he could have been a two-termer, but yeah, the whole um, Iran hostage thing brought him down. Like you couldn't get him freed before the end of, uh, you know, his uh, re-election term. But yeah, he tried the best he could and he actually got him out and uh, they released uh, the Iran, uh, American hostages in Iran the day after um, Reagan was inaugurated. Wow. So Reagan gets the credit. Oh, right, right, but right. Carter, Carter did the work, but at least he showed up when they were released. Right. You know, right. he, he he came out on on his own to make sure that he got to see these Americans released. But yeah, that was the last time there was a pretty much a one term. I could be wrong. I might suck in my civics. And now, and now uh, I, I do believe it was it was him. I mean, Carter did not have a good four years to deal with. Yeah, yeah. And, and now we have a president that uh, does uh, jump shots with uh, rolls of paper towels. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> those Puerto Ricans love the paper towels thrown at their heads. You, you, you yeah. Make your arms like a big basketball hoop. That's what I love. Sim, sim, President, aquí, aquí, Mr. President, please. My Lord, we thank you very much. I feel much. like we you know you it's much. it's funny because people are just. Uh, I think this year in particular, this is uh, this is the year that we trapped ourselves in our phones. Finally, you know, we're so obsessed yeah. with this. Uh, online culture uh and you know people quick to to blame and point fingers and i have it on tape and you know oh boy it's just it's amazing to see what what this technology has done to our society you know and and it it has definitely plussed it for the better but then there are moments where you're just like man oh man people will just do anything for attention or um you know, their priorities are just so different than it. I mean, even just within the last 20 years, you know, like. Yeah, well, the Kardashians set the stage. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, they were the they were the first. Uh, the, Famous for nothing. Uh, uh, just to be under the magnifying glass of. Exactly. Thank you for, for Atta Kim to, you know, for the porn tape, for the. <laughs> For the leaked sex tape that your it's mom not, uh, and destroyed. The... Like, really? It's like, that's it? That's how they got famous? Their sister? <laughs> I, know. I know. Isn't that insane? That, uh, it was a sex tape? Really? That's all your... That's the origins of your fame? So, wow, that sucks. That's America, yeah. actually. That is America. Famous for nothing. Yeah. That's, uh... Famous for nothing. So we got to stop making stupid people famous. And, uh, you know, hopefully this pandemic allows for that. It's a reset. Or, or making stupid right? people in charge of the free world. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know. It's yeah. crazy because, again, I, I don't know. I don't deal that deep into politics. And I know I should because you got to protect yourself from 
from every every kind of news outlet or any kind of information could be tampered with or whatever whatever you want to believe but you need to know yourself uh you know firsthand i know we do have that we need to stay totally informed <laughs> through yeah these because right now especially now, right now. Where, where people are starting these fake accounts uh, they did a story on the news the other day where they're like, look at that picture of this person. What do you think? And they're like, oh yeah, it looks like it's just a regular guy. And they're like, this person doesn't even exist. They they have technology now where they can take just random features in this data bank and create an image of a person that like, and they're using it specifically for Twitter to kind of spread these, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, someone who doesn't exist, they just manufactured identification. Yeah, before it used to be identity theft. Now it's the people that are like, well, we don't even need to steal this person's like information. We'll just make up an entirely different person if we want to spread mm-hmm. the wrong word or, or try to steer you in a different direction. Oh, you're scaring it, me, Eric. That's it's crazy. Well, I'll mm-hmm. tell you now. That's that's why we need to escape into entertainment. <laughs> Here's the thing: I, I forgot that we were just trying to have fun. I'm, I'm talking about yeah, conspiracy like, theories. Yeah, we gotta um, have that balance yeah. because, man, no, the real world is vicious. I'll tell you, it, it is sinister. You, uh, the real Dang. Eric is about a block away at Ralph's getting groceries. This is uh, AI, Eric. Hello, AI. Right. How, are uh, you? How is your day? <laughs> I hope. Yeah, you were talking. Yeah, you, you've never talked this much politics before, Eric. <laughs> Of AI it's, land. it's pretty crazy that uh, halfway through, maybe perhaps I will start talking with a uh, different accent, right? So anyway, cartoon. <laughs> you are what part of Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're from yeah. North. Part. <laughs> you are North Ukraine? Yeah. Oh, man. And I feel awful yeah, for yeah, the, the good folks of, of that part of the world that are really nice and, and, and just, you know. I know. We're down for Ukraine because they're getting bullied left and right. They're probably looking at us too going, oh my God, I feel bad for you guys with the person you have in charge and thinking that all of us are, uh, you know, again, going back to these news stories, it's like tonight on CNN, how the world looks at us. You know, it's like how the world views us. Add laugh track here. It's like, oh man, are we already going down that path of like, yeah, laugh tracks and womp womp womp. Because I heard in the past, yeah, if you're traveling too. around the world, it's best to not have an American patch on your backpack, but better to have a Canadian flag. Canadian one. And then you get busted, and then a bunch of Canadians tell you, uh, demand that you do the Canadian, uh, you know, anthem, <laughs> and you don't know it. And uh, they check in your backpacks. There's not one bottle of syrup, you know. <laughs> You're totally That's blown, uh, you know? and you've got you got Dunkin' Donuts in your in your in your hand. No, no, no Tim Timmy's. You can't, okay. you can't. That okay. is the He's such a faker. He's like a Canadian faker. The... <laughs> right it's like that's always been like, hey Rex, if you're gonna travel through Europe, just put a Canadian patch, and they're gonna bust. Yeah. <laughs> gonna totally bust me because I don't know anything about the. There's no uh, ketchup, potato chips, ketchup flavor. <laughs> Uh, when was the last time you were in Canada? I mean, yeah, it's been a while, but I do remember ketchup flavored potato chips. Why? Canada? And and do you keep in contact Why? with uh, Mr. Ron Jossel? Yeah, every now and then, you know, those uh, a group of uh, expat uh, 
Canadian. Uh, Canadian. I, I keep more in touch with yes, Russell. Yes, Russell. Actually, can I Russell take a- Peters, Russell Peters. More so with Russell than I do with Ron and everyone else. So it's just you and Russell. God, I can tell you, I need to. I need to spend some time with Russell because he's one of the greatest, and um, I, I I appreciate him because he has been uh, a supporter of my Canadian t-shirt company uh, that I opened with my, my best friend from high school, Steve Gaskin. Uh, we, we kind of had this dream, this pipe dream of, again, judging by my wardrobe, you, you, you know, you might, you might mistake me for like a, a 10 year old boy because of the amount of cartoon clothes that I have. It's amazing that uh, any women have any interest in me at all. Because uh, <laughs> if you want to buy me clothes, just go to Oshkosh, just uh, go to Build-A-Bear and find me whatever is in the bargain, the bargain bin. Uh, same size, uh, actual size. That's the tattoo that I have on my uh, on my back. It says actual uh-huh. size, um, not not even uh, not no joke. But uh, so t-shirts. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. What, what kind of t-shirt line? So it's is called this? Retro Kid, and we have a uh, we have an Instagram account and a website. We we don't have any um, you know actual clothes in stores. I mean, wouldn't even work right now in the current condition. Like, like special made to order. Kind yeah, of you know, and we're okay. officially licensed. We we hunt the license licenses down um you know we we call the companies we see who to talk to and what what uh will work best for us because we're so small we're we're very we're like a blip barely on this radar of this fashion uh streetwear boom that we've been experiencing in the last few years uh some of the top dogs would be uh the hundreds uh kith uh a lot of these like skateboard brands um you know that could be found in stores like zoomies and you know, Pacific Sunwear, all all of those like surf or skateboard kind of streetwear style. That's kind of like what we're aiming for. But it's very interesting. Our spin is Canadian pop culture. So it's very niche, very specific to uh, if you grew up in Toronto in the 80s and 90s, these clothes, these collections and these pieces, these articles of uh, our designs will appeal to you nostalgically. And they're uh, that you're supported mainly by Canadians. Oh, uh, all of our stuff is 100% produced in Canada. I design all of the, you know, we get the artwork from the companies. We may do some embellishments, clean it up, make it look nicer. Uh, and you know, we're we're doing stuff with uh, uh, CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's kind of like NBC, mm-hmm. ABC, CBS. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, we, we had our version of Mr. Rogers uh, growing up uh, in Canada. <laughs> it was this character named uh, Mr. Dress Up. I know it sounds a little, uh, you know, it sounds like mm. a little, uh, you know, you could, you could, uh, you could uh, find that. A little pedo action. <laughs> you can find that on. <laughs> that kind of creepy man you, who lives by himself down the street. You can find that on your uh, X rated uh, website, mrdressup.com. Oh uh, but- he, sh- he can't be within like 100 yards of the school. <laughs> kind of He's thing. broadcasting live from an unmarked van. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With puppies and candy. <laughs> and no windows. Oh, that UV hurts yeah, my ass. No, he, he, he was this oh amazing... Uh, Mr. Dress-Up. Seriously, Canada? Mr. Dress-Up. <laughs> you, you laugh, but you look this guy up. He was one of the most creative, gentle, generous souls that... Uh, he had his own kid show. He would teach you how to draw, make arts and crafts. But his whole thing was he would dress up in a disguise and try to, uh, you know, 
put one over on on the neighborhood kids but again that that's still like bad wording you know <laughs> it's like okay uh it okay. was a, it was a funny show it was a that sound that sounds French Quebec to me. Sounds... <laughs> we'll let let them take they'll throw them under the bus. <laughs> that sounds solely Quebecer to uh, me. Ne, ne, ne pas, that cannot be true. Uh, we are only responsible <laughs> for Celine Dion. Uh, you know. <laughs> and Denis Villeneuve. Putin. And Putin. Putin. Uh, right. But yeah, we we have our, sh- and, our uh, shirt company, <laughs> and you should check it out if you're listening or interested in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll hit up Russell. Uh, Russell has been to... our supporter. He has That's purchased cool. clothes from us. We've given him some free stuff, and I have I you know I only had seen him maybe a handful of times uh, in at uh, the Improv. You, you know, very busy guy. I didn't yeah. want to bug him. Uh, we we have talked online that's about it but i would love to say thanks to him uh personally uh russell is he's always been a really cool supporter of anything filipino oh of course filipino i mean run. like you know, you know it's it's that mentality of growing up uh with parents who immigrated yep. from third yeah. world countries and 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 Russell actually grew up uh, around a lot of other Filipinos there in Bright was it Brampton Bramladash as we like to call it. Uh you know he's <laughs> Bram- Bram- Hey, that's a different that's country. A- <laughs> it, it seems that way. Uh you know, they, they have uh they have uh picked their favorite spot in Canada, Brampton. And uh okay. you know, it is a wonderful uh mish mosh and and a, a boiling pot of cultures and uh uh it's it's amazing um the sense of humor just being canadian you know you you are subject to the harshest winter and i think that's one of the things that binds us as people in canada dude dude what was that that sketch comedy show kids in the hall um uh, no no before that oh man boy before that in canada sctv uh, with, with john Kennedy. SCTV. SCTV. That was like Second City uh, Television. Uh, you know, they had uh, yeah. Eugene Levy, one of my favorite stand-up comics. Uh, you know, he, he he was the father in uh, in uh, uh, American Pie. American Pie. Uh, Jim, we got to talk. You know, I saw you cutting a hole in that pie, and uh, boy, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I I used to do the same thing when I was a kid. Uh, but I love Eugene <laughs> Levy, Rick Moranis. You know, Dave Thomas. Yes. Rick Moranis is always, he's still one of my heroes. One of them. I mean, he, he is the best uh, uh, Seymour. Oh, yeah. From, uh, Little you know, Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. He, he's that guy, you know, other than, you know, Ghostbusters. But people forget that guy is multi-talented. Uh, you know, and, and he's one of the crazy moose in Brotherhood. <laughs> I mean, hello. And uh, was it My Blue Heaven? Was that the one with him and uh, oh, Honey, Honey yeah, Shark yeah, the Kids? Honey, I, I heard the they're, kids. they're doing another one. Now, I think Rick is trying to come back. I hope He's, so. I mean, I think, really, uh, He's such a such a talent. You know, uh, another one again from Kids in the Hall, Dave Foley. Um, he, mm. he he he's been in in and out of voiceover uh, a lot. I think, uh, but it was so funny because I lived in this apartment complex, and uh, you know, I think he had been doing like a lot of traveling back and forth. So rather than make a real investment in real estate. He just had this, uh, you know, it was very nice complex condo style living apartments. And I get it, hop into the elevator and Dave Foley of all the people, (laughs) he's just in there. I'm wearing a Toronto Blue Jays hat. 
I'm trying not to geek out and, and, you know, we had worked together before, but I'm like, I can't believe I'm like neighbors with this guy. Uh, but wow. another kind, uh, you know, uh, person from, uh, uh, from the homeland, eh? you know, uh, we have, uh, uh our select, uh, few, but, uh, Mike Myers was from where I'm from Scarborough. I grew up really? in Scarborough. Uh, right around the corner from where I live there. They picked maybe the most, uh, you know, uh, barren, not, no one, no one living within twenty miles of the street sign, but they named it Mike Myers Way. Street after him, and it's all, all it is is like one road, and it's like power lines and electrical uh, power field, and uh, I'm like that's that's classic Canadian for you. It's like we won't give you a nice street; we'll just give you the one that no one cares about. Wow. I always, I always wow. drive by, take a picture every time I. Uh, Mike Myers Way, Mike Myers Boulevard, I think maybe the name of the of the street, but uh, uh, you know these these are people that shape my youth. There's a ton of you, just very funny Canadians that have come down to the lower states, and and we 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 get so confused. We think you guys are Americans, but you're actually Canadians. <laughs> So how do you how do you help people make the this you know how do we distinguish you guys from us? Uh, well, I mean, we look, we we observe. I think that is maybe one of the 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 key traits of being from Canada is is, is looking from afar, even though we're attached at the hip. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I am the most Canadian when I'm not in Canada. I think that is one of the clear indicators, and that is something that you know. And being a Filipino Canadian, come oh, on, I'm, Eric. I'm on the endangered. We can't figure you out. We can't figure you I'm guys out. We're on the out. endangered species list. We are one of a kind, <laughs> uh, but what kind I don't know. You're, you know, you guys call yourself Canucks, but if you're Filipino, I call you Pinucks. <laughs> if that's okay with you guys, you're I'm one, telling of, you, man. one of my closest Pinuck buddies. You are uh, like the king of catchphrases. Uh, I have a bunch of puns man. <laughs> because uh, you put them in a loaf. I have a whole pun de sal bag of puns. Uh, I need to, I'm going to, because you need the puns for the pandemic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you talking about pants or, uh, or, or, or bread? Uh, puns, puns, my puns, yeah. my puns de sal. Don't, I'll make you panic. You know, don't panic. Now see, it never stops. me. I, 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 oh, again, God. I feel I feel with you because yeah, being an immigrant born Filipino American, yeah, I, I don't really find you know maybe I'm a little more attuned to you Canadian Filipinos. The observation. Where is part, the highest concentration yeah. in the U.S.? It's is it California for for? It's got it's got to be L.A. I think L.A. Yeah, because not Jersey. I mean, there's a lot in Jersey and New York, but in Chicago and then now Houston is catching up. But L.A. New Orleans. California. No, not, not New Orleans. I mean, that's where the first probably settlers came, you know, historically. And they, they set up like the, the shrimp industry, but that was like years ago, a couple hundred years ago. That's where we get our fish sauce. Patisse is. uh... Yes. It's, it's a little hint of toe jam (laughs) in there. Is someone working out or uh, is that just your uh, synagogue uh, sauce? Because that's clearly (laughs) what it, what I think it smells like. Uh, my God, my, you know, my mom makes the best, uh, synagogue, but I remember the, uh, the patisse was, uh, just, it's so strong. The squid sauce. Really? 
Oh man, no, it, that's what that that that's the that's the nitrous oxide to give it that boost. My God, that's got that. You have to. It's nothing. It's nothing without it, man. Otherwise, it's, I mean, Sinigang is awesome on its own, but man, when you add the patis, man, that's that's it. That's that's the nitrous. That's that's the uh, the group of teenagers hanging outside of a theater, a Sinigang. Uh-huh. <laughs> that might be the very first Filipino joke ever told. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you never want to open up a restaurant called Sinigang Bang, <laughs> but a, a website, then you're in. <laughs> okay. You're getting an instant millionaire. That's like that's like getting a lottery ticket, a winning lotto ticket. You're 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 set for life with that one. But going back, man, I mean really, so so being a Filipino in Canada and then now transplanting yourself to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah man. And you're you're in the hub, you're right there where all the Filipinos are concentrated, right in Los Angeles. But you kind of you stand out because you're Canadian. Yeah. And how do you see how do you see us? Well, I mean, again, we've almost everything that has come out of the US and and not just speaking for Canada but even the rest of the world you know entertainment speaking of entertainment like specifically and the reason why I'm here it's it, you just can't right. beat what comes out of this country as far as the entertainment industry you know everyone's looking at the US uh for that and I know in the in the the last few years you know all of the uh cultures from around the world have you know bts like k-pop that's kind of on the on the rise i mean they oh yeah don't get my daughter started they on just that. did their did she watch the mtv video music Award? oh she did no? yeah yeah their first english song I, dynamite i mean that's huge something. that's like that's, yeah, it is that big is those boys are talented don't totally talented i don't i it boggles the mind how how they know they're dancing. I'm like, all I need to like do that. is wear Very more eye shadow and I'm in. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, eat less, more eyeshadow. Uh, less carbs. And that's more the thing, eyeshadow. you know, if, if I'm ever going to go to the Philippines, I'll stick out even more there because they're like, that guy eats. That guy definitely eats. I know Filipinos. But that boy finishes his rice. He <laughs> uh, must be Canadian. That guy has rice in his wallet for later. Uh, his wallet is made of rice (laughs) but you know here it's like the the minute they find out you're from canada they always ask you all the questions what like what is that what is up over there like what is it like and i'm like it's no different we're just missing the hollywood sign we're we're and you have uh, free health care come on it's very different so can i tell you you know what i've learned about like possibly traveling because i'm like man it's been a while got to see the parents call my call yeah. my cousin uh marianne who is a filipino nurse keeping track of people coming in and out of toronto you know from the u.s which especially hot spots so mm-hmm. you know coming from la i would need to designate myself to uh, uh a, a home that is willing to put me up or an airbnb quarantine for 14 days one of the most interesting right. facts that i i learned from my conversation with her was if you get it, you are completely covered hospital bill wise. And I mean, knock on wood, no one should ever get it. Yeah. Hopefully not. But should you contract COVID-19 in Canada, you will be covered by the Canadian government healthcare wise. And and that goes for people who are residents, that goes for people who are visitors, because they don't want you to hide. They don't want you to mm. to, to run from 
Damn, you guys are so holistic. It's crazy. It makes me it's so sick. Crazy. It makes me sick. It's unbelievable. Like, Here we are, just like shelling out our savings just to go bankrupt, just so that we could be somewhat. Well, happy. I mean, like again, like uh, it's just it's it's insane to that point of view and 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 what's available. Uh, you know, the resources. They're thinking about the people first, then you know their leaders. And God, you're so you're such communists. I can't stand this. <laughs> You're such a guy. You know, I heard they have free bandage up there, and it's going to be the death of them because, you know, you just can't give everything for free. Everything's got a price, uh, including these Trump steaks. Remember when he sold these steaks? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And he'll actually cook them for you. Well done. <laughs> you want some cheese on your garlic bread? Just let me rub it on my face. I'm going to. Uh, I, I want to see a photo where he's like <laughs> leaning over the stakes and his tie is like in the gravy or something. <laughs> oh no, but Canada, yeah, that's, uh, that would be a nice place to be at the moment, but no, we're well, here. It, we're here. You're here with us. So you know what? I'm Thank trapped. You. I mean, I, I, there's no other place I would rather be trapped in though, because again, I have uh, unlimited access to, uh, you know, these these channels that are constantly creating content is, is amazing. And they have been keeping, uh, you know, myself afloat during these troubled times. And, um, I cannot, uh, I, I, you know, I know Canada, they are now producing movies and stuff up there. I've noticed a lot of American actors making the, the, the little vacation, uh, to Canada to shoot TV and, and film. Mm -hmm. uh but again for me animation it's it's got to be here uh when i left toronto at the time in like the early 2000s there wasn't a lot of stuff going on but now when i go back it, there is a fair of a fair amount of, of stuff being produced but you know i couldn't i couldn't voice bugs bunny um there it has to be uh, it has to be here doc there's no other place like it Mel Blank would be very, very proud. I hope so. I hope he's not. Good. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you say a Filipino kid is doing my voices now? I gotta start rolling in my grave. Yeah, but what are you? What are you? Um, I mean, right now you, you you've just got a lot on your plate. But what what what's what's your most uh, anticipated project you're working on lately? Uh, well, uh, I have been working with uh, a certain basketball player by the name of LeBron James. Uh, he's quite nice. He's not a huge Raptors fan, which, uh, you know, uh, we have yet to have that discussion. Um, but, uh, yeah, Space Jam 2 is, is definitely oh, good for you, that, man. Is, that is in the works. I can't really speak too much about it because, you oh, know, no. it's still it's still in its early phases. But uh, they they I've been providing some temporary dialogue for for the some of the film's characters and. uh I mean, you other know, films, you, you've done full-length films just on your own, like Woody Woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was a, a straight-to-DVD uh, Banana Splits horror movie. Which I heard was... I, I heard about that, and I saw some of that stuff. I was like, really? Eric's doing this? This is this is a real departure. It's, it <laughs> is. And I and, and, and not just for me, but for the company that yeah. made it, Warner Brothers. You know, they're very sacred when it comes to their, uh, their Banana characters. Splits horror film. <laughs> but it just seemed to be something that I had to do because... You know, I don't know if anyone else would have done it, uh, but it was it was a blast. It was a blast to do something that was completely, you know, 
in the R-rated realm. Right. Uh, and and if Warner Brothers is okay with it, I will not object. You know, like I, if they want to try something new with uh, with their characters, I think it was very similar. Um, uh, in the vein of uh, this video game uh, horror franchise called Five Nights at Freddy's, which it, it missed my generation, but mm-hmm. I, I hear it's a very popular horror movie video game, uh, you know, uh, vehicle. And I feel like they probably saw something very similar in the banana splits and said, you know what, why don't we just uh, go for it and, and produce something like this outrageous in this, uh, you know, in in this vein, and and we'll see how the fa- the fans respond. So, uh, you know, these are just a handful of things that I've been lucky enough to do in the last couple of years. I'll tell you one thing: if if we can end on one thing on a positive note, I was reading a pilot for Disney Junior, and the whole premise was uh, revolves around this uh, single dad, uh, or at least in my impression, he was. Uh, single they're writing him that way they didn't really have a mention of of any particular mom being present but he was a firefighter and he has a son and the whole thing is like there's talking vehicles in in the show and you know lessons to be learned and again disney junior show and the son always wants to tag along with the dad on all of these fire rescues which are way too dangerous for the kids so he always encourages the son to stay back at the firehouse, keep keep an eye on things, and and you know, eventually they they get tangled up in some some stuff. But halfway through the script, the dad, you know, is talking to the son, and he refers to him as Anuk. You know, term of endearment for like my love, my dear Anuk, my Anuk. And I was uh, very, uh, you know, taken by this. Uh, I was very like, I had a lump in my throat because like, wait, so you're telling me this entire time, I had no idea this character is Filipino. You know, like the uh, the character was a, a Filipino uh, guy and uh, I thought that was pretty, uh, that is pretty cool. rem- yeah. remarkable that they are trying to Again, put the, the the point of view multicultural. Again, not written specifically for, you know, even as a voiceover actor, I'm like reading this. And then it was only until I saw that, you know, the term that they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's Filipino. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. And I thought that was just a wonderful uh, sentiment. And I, I thought, this is great. You know, like, uh, you know, not that we've had it rough uh our our culture we've kind of i feel like we've been able to skate by without being under the microscope of ridicule too much i think people know our folks as light-hearted people and you know we can joke we know a good joke when we hear one but um i feel like you know now that they're trying to kind of put us more in the spotlight uh someone like eugene cordero who's a Filipino Pinoy actor uh, making his way into a lot of mainstream films and TV uh, is something. And and now Bugs Bunny's Filipino. So there you go. That's fantastic. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yes. Bugs Bunny is Filipino, a Canadian uh, Filipino. Come to Canada, Doc. Ain't I a stinker? 
<laughs> You're making history there, Eric. That is amazing. That is amazing. Thanks, man, for being on my podcast and just like talking story, just being the Canadian Pinoy, the Pinuck that you are. Pinuck, I got it. We're gonna put that on a T-shirt. Would you? I, I wear large. Okay, man. I'm gonna send you some stuff. <laughs> Please do, man. This is great, and I hope you and the family are just like holding through all this but man it's great that you're still being as creative as possible even you know really you're at an advantage you don't have to be on stage for us to enjoy your work as a voice actor watching the animation all the projects that are out there please look uh everyone out there if you're watching any 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 recent animation look for the name eric bauza you will be blown away that (laughs) your favorite character's voice was voiced by pinoy uh, why, thanks there, Rex. You're one of a kind, Doc. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that, that, that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, that's Lechon. That's, uh, that's, that's how you know twisted. Porky's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, 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 uh, stick a fork in it, it's done. A- ain't I delicious? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, can you pass the uh, g- 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 uh, garnet sauce? That is the the, be, the, be, uh, be, uh, best sauce. The, the, the Monk Tomas sauce, yes. <laughs> there you go, Bork. Oh, man. All right, brother. Well, you take it easy. You take care, eh? And that was the episode. I'm, I'm really proud of this one. Eric Bowser really knocked it out of the park. I never thought I'd live to hear the day uh, or, you know, see the day that I would hear Porky Pig actually say, La John. Thank you for bringing it, buddy. That was truly twisted. Again, this is the Flip Chronicles with Rex Navarrete. Again, if you want to support this podcast, go ahead and hit the uh, the link that I have for Instagram in the podcast description. If you want to send, again, money overseas to the Philippines to friends, family, just click the link or cut and paste the link for Instagram. Get 15 bucks off. And also go ahead, go to iTunes and just download by my past comedy albums you know the classics that's that's right the classics sbc packers worldwide oh my god uh <laughs> all that stuff uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get sbc packers worldwide to seriously sponsor this podcast uh send me send me some messages on instagram and all that uh but if you also speaking of instagram if you want to keep in touch with eric bowser just go to at bowzilla i believe a at bay b-a-u-z-i-l-l-a eric bowser just look him up you you know find out if he's going to be hitting up any events online but check out his work he's an amazing talent again eric thanks for being on this podcast you really knocked this one seriously out of the park and for everyone out there please take care of yourselves i'll see you next week we're gonna have an incredible uh guest uh next week i'm not going to tell you who it is but we're gonna have we're gonna keep this fun going of course wear your masks uh keep away from each other but keep each other close you know what i'm saying but um i'll see you next week this has been rex navarrete signing out for the flip chronicles